Hey guys, Rob here. I just want to set this up. What you're about to hear is a listener suggestion for a new original theme song for the Survivor Know-It-Alls. It's from a band called the Fake Plastic Trees. You can find out more about the Fake Plastic Trees at fakeplastictrees.nl. Are you ready? They're the smartest guys around. They're about to break it down like they've won. They came a million times. Well, actually, they didn't at all. Survivor know it all. From our respective apartments, it's the Survivor Know-It-Alls. Now, here's a guy who's never been accused of being a big Halloweener, uh, Rob Sesternino and Stephen Fishback. How are you doing, Stephen? Hey, hello. Hello, Rob. Yes. Hello, Rob. Yes. Uh, Stephen, I forgot to play one of our new theme songs that we got in this week. I will I will play it uh, in the in the audio version of this. Uh, and I will have it. I will have it set up and uh, give a little more information about that in the audio version of this. So, Stephen, happy Halloween here! Thank you. I'm dressed as Pete. Oh, very good. Halloween. Well done. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. For, uh, all right. First off, Stephen, let's get to before we get the Survivor, before we get the Halloween. You're on the ground uh, in. Uh, I, I don't want to give out exact pinpoint your exact location in the greater tri-state area. What what is the situation uh, where you are right now? I see you have lights on. You have internet. I you know I'm uh, I'm indestructible here, Rob. I've uh, you know we've we've uh, this nobody shall sink this ship. Um, no, but it's like you know it's like the merch tribe said. Dang rain. We've had a had a, a hard a hard uh, go, but we're we're still working at it. Yeah. All right, well, we are thinking of everybody uh, who is dealing with all sorts of problems, and a lot of people had their lives turned upside down uh, in this horrible, horrible storm. I mean, I know so many people back home, you go on Facebook, and it's, you know, uh, you know a, lot of, a lot of tough stuff going on right now. So we are going to talk about nonsense here for the next, uh, you know, 45 minutes or so. So uh, I hope we're not being insensitive to all the people dealing with real life, uh, you know, survivor stuff so uh we're thinking we're thinking of everybody back uh back uh, east uh, tonight. As I'm on the ground you know in, in the in the epicenter in I'm, I'm gonna uh you know we're, we're in your we're, we're uh, inoculated against criticism for being frivolous being frivolous is is what you have to do with tragedy yes okay we're we're, we're telling people it's okay to smile again no. uh all right, but on that on that very note, right. though, yeah. this so, is like when Levin went on. Yes, we're going live without an audience. Uh, but Stephen, on that note, uh, somebody else from your neck of the woods, RC, the latest person voted out of the tribe. Uh, I just got word from. 
<laughs> What's that? I said crazy. It is crazy. Uh, but I've just gotten word at this late hour, Stephen, that RC will not be able to join us for exit interview tomorrow. Uh, she's being she's been evacuated from her house. She's without power, so she is uh, unable to join us for exit interview. So you know we're gonna prioritize here. She's gonna get her life together, get everything, uh, you know, get safe, get squared away, and then I'm sure at some point in the future we'll bring you an interview with RC. So. Unfortunately, at this hour, I've just been told no interview with RC tomorrow. So, do you? I mean, that's really frustrating. I was very curious to hear if she knew about, you know, how much she knew going in. Like, you know, because sometimes, you know, the episode always makes it look like, you know, it could be A or it could be B or it could be C in this case. I really did not. Um, I was really flummoxed, and I was curious to see if she knew. Well, she kind of had a look of uh, resignation on her face the entire time, but that just been, you know, frustration. So yeah. I was I'm very curious to hear if she knew about it going into the uh, All right. Alabama. Well, Stephen, this is just another reason why Hurricane Sandy is indeed the storm that sucks, uh, creating all sorts of problems for us, you know, knocking down people's houses, flooding people's cars, and screwing up our survivor exit interview schedule once again, so screw you, Hurricane Sandy. Worst hurricane ever. Um, yeah, but, but one of the best episodes ever, right? Best Certainly episodes ever. Best but, episodes. Yes. Uh, let me hear, before we jump into it, let me just also uh, get out there also, Stephen. And we are uh, very good news this week about Rob Has a Podcast. It was announced this week, Stephen, that Rob Has a Podcast has been nominated for a podcast award for best entertainment podcast uh, at the upcoming podcast awards, and the voting starts tomorrow. So for everybody out there, uh, it's it's a daily vote. You can vote once a day starting tomorrow. So uh, we we ask for you to submit our vote tomorrow. I'll I'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, what I am willing to do if we win the podcast award. But in the meantime, if you want to go ahead and jump in, uh, podcastawards.com, and we've got a little bit of an alliance going with our friends from the Tribe podcast nominated for Best Produced Podcast. So uh, go ahead and uh, vote for them for Best Produced Podcast, John Norton and the guys from the Tribe. Uh, and uh, more to come in the coming days about the podcast awards. So if you would love to, if you, if you think we deserve a podcast award, uh, please go ahead and uh, check that out, podcastawards.com, and vote uh, once a day. All right, Stephen. I said it on Twitter. I thought this was one of the best episodes, and I, I can't even – maybe since when Cochran flipped. Maybe let's go, let's go back that far. I even think it was a better episode than when Cochran flipped um, just because there were so many things happening. There were so many – and this was like the whole process of having those three tribes, right? is that there are so many different factions, so many different ways that uh, someone can go. And um, it was so exciting to see. Like, there were, I, I really had zero idea, you know, which of three people was going home. And that is a very, very rare event. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was very, it was very exciting. Um, the big twist was that Penner ended up playing the idol. Now, I was shocked that Penner played the idol here. What do you think tipped Penner off to playing the idol at this point? 
mean, that was the thing. There was nothing in the. I mean, that's why I was wondering if maybe he knew, like maybe he like because there's, all, there's so much going on. They're like Malcolm and Denise are a thing, and then they're not a thing. You know, Scoopin is you know with RC, and then he votes against Penner. So like clearly there was like too much happening for this episode to really contain it. Um, and you know, I, I I would love to see the extensive deleted scenes. You know, where hopefully they explain all of these things, but. Uh, yeah, it was, I was surprised too. That was the thing I was maybe most shocked about is the fact that Penner had the, the wherewithal to, to play the idol. Well, the way the episode sets it up, it's almost like Penner has like a Jedi sense, like a, I have a bad, uh, you know, he's, I'm not even going to do it. Uh, he says, I, you know, basically I have a bad feeling about this. And so he ends up, not or he ends up playing the idol here with, with there seemed to be no provocation for him to play the idol at this point i mean could, was it something that was said at tribal council was it something from before they went to tribal council what do you think i i mean i have to think it was not well i think we've seen that penner has a very very bad read on people right like there was the carter thing a few weeks ago where, where carter was like is it penner or is it katie you know and penner, penner doesn't pick up on that uh, there was a moment when Penner walks up to Carter and Jeff Kent talking on the log, and he has no idea. You know, clearly they're talking about him. Like, they can't even look him in the eye when he walks over. Like, that's a dead giveaway. Um, and he doesn't think of that either. So I I don't believe that Penner had, had some kind of scent. I feel like he must have been told, or, like, it must have been very clear what that was, you know, throughout the tribe. And I think, like... You know, often for the most part, you really can tell who's going home, right? Like nobody talks to them, no one looks them in the eye, and it does become sort of uh, very apparent um, who's being voted out. Yeah, I think something must have been said at tribal council that sort of got him his wheels turning. Something that maybe we didn't see. Although, if it was something good, I feel like they would have shown it in the episode. I mean, why hide something like that? Although it could have just been, you know, Penner also, you know, he was on. Uh, and we've all seen uh, James get voted out with two idols and some people go. You know, he might have just been sort of wanting to be like, look, I'm a little suspicious. It could be me, and I don't want it to be. Yeah. Why not, you know, take this opportunity? I mean, he was on a season with Ozzy where this, where, the, you know, one of the worst blindsides that ever happened happened to Ozzy with an immunity idol in his pocket, uh, who he played in an original season with Ozzy. I'm sure that's something he said multiple times, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to get voted out of this game with that, with an idol in my pocket. That's not how he sounded. That wasn't how he sounded. That wasn't how he sounded. Um, yeah. um, I, I think there could be some of that. You know, like, if he's right, you know, if his, his alliance holds up, like, he's got a solid alliance very deep into the game. He's not going to need the idol. If it doesn't hold up, he needs the idol right now. So, you know, there's certainly an incentive on that level to play the idol earlier. And then... Um, you know, either you're using it when you need it or you're not going to need it at all and it's just creating a bigger target on you. And, you know, Pete said that thing about, I know that there's a Calabar idol in play, so maybe, like, there was some suspicion around that. Interesting. Philip Stanford is asking, should Kent still be so stuck on voting out the vets when there are only two and one is his in his alliance? Well, we haven't, uh, let's get into this. Did Jeff Kent make a good survivor move tonight or did he totally screw up his game? This has to be one of the worst moves ever. I mean, I was bullish on Jeff Kent as of last week. And, and this is like, you know, I've seen some people are comparing it to Cochran's move. I mean, it's much worse than Cochran's move. Cochran went 
from a bad position to a worse position, right? Bad move. Kent is going from a good position to a bad position, like worse move. You know, he had the opportunity to take control of the game and was so big for Jonathan Penner that he, he gave it up. I mean, what, what, what do you think, Rob? I agree 100%. Uh, Jeff Kent had a solid four-person alliance. He has the opportunity to bring in Scoopin and RC and create a six-person block in an 11-person game where he has a dominant four-person group. I guess his his fear is that Scoopin and Penner are thick as thieves. They're going to get together. They're going to blindside him at the final six. But instead, he ends up entering into this alliance here now with his solid three, you know, uh, or I guess, or with his, him and Carter, plus Malcolm and Denise, plus Pete and Artis and Abby Maria. How does he have more security there than he would in a six-person deal that includes Scoopin and RC? He's just like so fixated on not looking like a fool. And, and in some ways, it, it completely about, invalidates everything that was good about his move last week. You know, last week he kept Penner around, um, which I thought at the time was a really strong move, um, and, you know, and voted out Katie, who was a really loyal Calibon member. And looking back on that now, like if you're going to vote out Penner anyway, like why not keep Katie around? You know, I mean, it just seems so stupid now. I mean, too. I mean, the only rationale for his move last week that Matt um, is like strengthen the challenges, which is itself like you know very questionable at this point in the game. So, I mean, it just makes him look dumb now, and it makes him look dumb in the past. It's one of these things on Survivor and in life where it's like whatever you are fixated on not happening. That is what ultimately ends up happening to you. You know, you're so fixated on, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose to the returning player. Well, you know, now you you probably will because you ended up making a stupid move instead of uh, just dealing with things. You know, you're so fixated on what you don't want. That's what you're gonna end up getting. Is that true, Stephen? I think it's. I actually think it's like you're fixated on that and you get that, but you don't get anything else. Like, I think he's going to outlast Penner, and, like, that's it. Then he's gone. Um, and, you know, like, Jeff, Jeff Probst always says, you, you only get the adventure you're ready for. Ooh. I always felt, like, with me, and my, like, my, like, I was really excited to have this experience of being on Survivor, which I got. I got the full 39-day experience, and I didn't win. You know, I got what I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And I maybe had more focused on thing. I would have won that. And I saw that with a lot of people in my, in my um, time, too. Where, like, someone really wanted to make the family visit. That's all they wanted, and that was all they got. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think you've got to want to win and, you know, want nothing else other than to win. And it seems like Jeff Kent, more than wants to win, he does not want to be made a fool of by Jonathan Penner. Right. Be careful what you wish for. That's right. Uh, all right. So we, well, here's a question. Uh, Nicholas wants to know, why the hell would Jeff Kent go with Tan Dang when he could have been at the top of a dominating six alliance? That's what I'm saying. Nicholas is not listening. Come on, Nicholas. Nicholas. No, he's agreeing. He's agreeing with me. All right, Stephen, this is a little, uh, um, you know, this is not how I anticipated the show was going here, but we have a a real know-it-all here uh, ready to go on Spreecast, a guy who uh, really knows his survivor. Uh, He is the rich man's Cochran, and uh, let's let's pop him on real quick. Uh, I know this is a a Halloween special. Uh, here he is, the winner of Big Brother 14. How's it's, it, guys? It's, it's Ian Terry. How are hey! you? Doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? 
Oh, we're we're doing great, Ian. What are you doing? I know you were at Halloween this weekend, but what are you doing home? I was on, on Halloween night. Uh, you know, Survivor's on. You don't, <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't miss anything for Survivor. I did Halloween festivities. I'm over it. It's done. The weather's miserable. Watching Survivor and eating Chinese food. Well, right. not not only are you the winner of Big Brother 14, you are also <laughs> the winner of the Halloween Halloween costume contest. Congratulations. Oh, I didn't know that, was I? <laughs> I thought you were. Didn't I, you I win? Had no did, idea. I thought you won. Didn't you win two hundred fifty dollars? I. That's news to me. I, oh, I don't think so. I thought <laughs> so much money you can't keep track. Of it. Yeah, so much. <laughs> you, see, you won. If you won two things in a week, that's more than I've won in my entire lifetime. So that's uh, it's hard to keep track. I, I bet. Or am I going as Shane for Halloween? Yes, I'm going as Shane. For <laughs> okay. Don't comment on that. Yeah. Don't get distracted by the chat room people. All right. So Ian, you, I, you you are you are a winner. You are a know it all as well. You know Survivor as well sure. as you, and maybe almost as well as you know Big Brother. What did you think of this move yes. that uh, in this very exciting Survivor episode tonight? Yeah, I really don't understand Jeff Kent's logic there. Uh, he went from a good position in that six to a fairly bad position. I I don't really get it. I mean, if you're going to flip sides, in in my opinion, you have to to do it such that you get out of a bad spot to get into a good spot. Whereas Jeff just seems to have switched because he wants returning players out, which I never got on my season. Why everybody hated returning players. I didn't care what they did in BB 10, six, seven, I just care what they're doing in Big Brother 14, and I think anyone that goes on these shows should just care. Survivor Philippines, Survivor Australia, doesn't matter. Don't think about it. Yeah. I, I think Are it's just a waste of, of breath. Were you not worried, though, that, like, the returning players are moving just, like, faster than you were? You know, that would be my fear with returning players if I were a new player. Like, you know that they're kind of, like, more rapacious than you necessarily will be, right? Like... Isn't there, like, some sense of, like, I've got to get rid of that, like, extra skill? No. Uh, for me, no. It's not in Big Brother. I feel like in Survivor, there's a benefit to keeping the returning players around because they have experience and can build stuff around camp. Big Brother, you know, I don't need Dan to tell me how to make a turkey sandwich <laughs> in the house. So I really don't think that uh, there's any reason for me to target Dan or Brittany or, or Boogie specifically if I feel that they could be an asset to me. Yeah, and uh, I feel like it should be the same way on Survivor. Interesting. Now, why? Why I, do you think? Always thought that we play yeah. Well, in, in Survivor, I think it would be, but in, in Big Brother, I mean, like I said, you Survivor, there's the added benefit of they know how to deal with the elements. In Big Brother, that's not a factor. Right. Yeah. Uh, very, very interesting. Now, uh, as far as. Uh, you know, Penner playing the idol tonight. Uh, I mean, how did how do you think Penner? Uh, where do you think that Penner got that idea from? I just feel like a lot of times you just have a horse sense when you're in there and you feel like you're in trouble and you need to get something. Like uh, I remember whenever you know in my season I got the gold ball at the claw machine. Frank's like, "Why did you try so hard? Is there something up here?" Blah blah blah. And I just had this feeling. You don't ever. I feel like if there's any doubt at all, you should just use it and be safe or, or do whatever it takes to be safe. I think he just had some kind of doubt. Maybe they're not showing us something. Who knows? But the doubt was there. He wanted to try and get himself one further. I, I guess I could see why he would do it. Just playing it safe, maybe. 
Very interesting. Now, do you guys think that Jeff Kent being a baseball player, that why this is so important to him to knock out the returning players? Because we've never really had this situation before where somebody who is a celebrity is in the game. And if people knew that he was a celebrity, they would be trying to get him out. But instead, he's the guy who's fixated on getting the returning players out. Like, you would think it would make sense right. for the celebrities to work with the returning players. Uh, see, I, to me, I don't, I don't think so. I don't really care. I, I never really understood about lying about your occupation or anything like that. Because to me, I go on Survivor, Big Brother. I don't care what you do in your normal life. If good father or whatever, go home and play with your kids. Uh it doesn't mean anything to me. If you're rich, you're here to play a game. I'll vote based on who I think is playing the best game and who can help me. So, no, I, I don't I don't think that there's any – maybe it's an ego thing for him. I have no idea. I, I kind of think it's an ego thing. That he, like, it's like purely he doesn't want to be like made a fool of. Like, you know, like in the past, when returning players have come back and like schooled all these other people, like he's seen that happen. And he doesn't want that to happen to him. And it's almost better to lose to someone who just happens to be like in the mix than it is to lose to a returning player. Do you guys sense that at some point in Jeff Kent's life, somebody made a fool of him? And he said, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. I No way very somebody's going to make a fool of Jeff Kent. It's like a Barry Bonds thing. Like I feel like Barry Bonds reference. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Uh, well, how about this? Uh, what did you? A lot of people I saw, uh, said this on Twitter. Did you think it was out of bounds for Jeff Probst to say to Penner at the immunity challenge, Penner, he's out and he's going to be in trouble at that uh, tribal council tonight? Is that what got Pe- uh, Pro- uh, Penner to play the idol? Mm, no, I think that was just a coincidence. I don't think so. S- Steven? Yeah, Trump is a little bit mouthy, isn't he? Like, Tim, he kind of like spoiled Jeff Kent's identity too. You know, he was like, <laughs> "Isn't and, you know, you must want to sit a card, or how dare you class with me?" What, what did he say? He said something that was like made it very clear that like Jeff Kent was not just Jeff Kent, and then he like kind of tried to say save it, but like failed. He bored. He's just like, what you know, trying to do something. Yeah, Ian Julie Chen would never do something like that, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think Julie ever uh, ever gave her opinion on anything <laughs> at all. So, yeah. She was just the floating head on the screen for six seconds at a time. Yeah, very. it's very interesting. Uh, this is a, a really great episode. Um, all right, well, Ian, thank you so much for uh, for popping on uh, w- with us. We've really, we got to uh, get really uh, in-depth with this, and uh, we really appreciate you a- adding your insight as a winner and a know-it-all. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy Halloween, Ian. We'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you guys later. Okay. All right. How about that, Stephen? Were you expecting the 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 winner of Big Brother tonight? I, you know, I'm, I'm humiliated though. It's like humbling to like be with a winner and have all of my like presumed experience just like you know shat upon by someone with actual uh, you know can do knowledge. Well, he's a great example though of somebody who was a new player who took a returning player to the end and beat a returning player, not just any returning player, a returning player who's considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest player in that game. So, I mean, I think it it really speaks to the fact that you can, you, they, you can keep a returning player 
around if you're a new person as long as you know what you're doing. If you're a sheep or you're a bad player, yes, get rid of the ba- the returning players. But if you know what you're doing, you, you it's it's okay. You can keep them around. Yeah, and I think that's like I mean Jeff Kent too. If anyone would be someone who could like you know go go up against someone like Jonathan and beat him probably and say this is my first time. You know, no one knows he's a baseball player. He's been very athletic in the competition. He's been a strategic leader. Like he's like the kind of guy who would have to take another strong male, but like a lesser strong male. You know, someone who's going to have less invested in overthrowing him, but uh, you know, who he can still probably edge out for the votes. Stephen, how much do you love when Jeff Kent talks uh, strategy with Carter and asks Carter, "So, uh, Carter, <laughs> what do you think we should do?" Uh. Whatever but you Carter, want to do, man. Right? That's like the crazy thing. Like, yep. I, I can't hear you anymore. Um, Carter is typically right, you know? Like, like he's a man of very few syllables, but they're all very, like, important syllables to listen to. Um, but you may not listen to quotes these southern metaphors as Jeff Kent is, but, you know, I think he's got, he's got something. He, he said the thing about staying for strong, so I, I'm team Carter, actually. Team Carter. How do you like that? Snide Snidington wants to know, do you think that Malcolm threw the challenge? And in general, what do you think of throwing competitions on Survivor? Um, Definitely don't think he threw the challenge. I don't think like that's his type. And I don't think that's his, um, like a lot of strong guys went out pretty quickly. Like Pete was one of the very earliest people out, you know, I was surprised the artist did so well. He's a really big guy, and I think it looked like a, a competition that was someone who was leaner and wiry or more like Carter or Denise. Uh, you know, throwing competitions can be situationally useful. I, I'm all for it. Uh, G-Man wants to know, what do you think of Malcolm's final three deal with Denise, uh, Lisa and Denise? Do you think it's a good move? What do you think, Rob? Well, I think that it was – I thought it was good on both parts. I thought it, it was good for Malcolm that just sort of do damage control. I thought he did a good job there. And I thought it was good for Lisa. And then she said, oh, yeah, yeah that, that's great. That's great. And she said, hey, I'm not the only actor out here. So she was like, I'll take it with a grain of salt. I'll take it for what it's worth. I thought it was a, a win-win for both of them, even though they both kind of know, um, you know – it's it's sort of like when you uh, write in somebody's yearbook, like, uh, hey, we'll see, I'll see you, uh, you know, next year. Well, I'll see you around, and you really won't, but it's a nice thing to say. And the person says, oh, it was nice that you wrote that. I think it was sort of uh, something like that. I Lisa, you know, for all that she hasn't done very much, has like this this fine grasp of survivor strategy, like more than almost anybody else in the game. The things she says are so on point. You know, like a, a tribal council, when she said that thing about, like, you know, if you flip, you're shown to be a weak member of your alliance because you're willing to flip. You know, that's a very astute, thoughtful remark. And, um, you know, I, I think in general, too, she's in her interaction with Pete and, and uh, you know, throughout the game, she's been very, like, good at, you know, a very savvy person who's, like, very good at, at uh, playing slow, playing low, and, like, yeah. understand really well. 
right, and then let's hold off on the, oh let's I was gonna say let's hold off on the questions here because I still have a few more points I want to make about the episode. Oh, it's, it's all right. We could have we could have answered that one. Uh, but so I want to know for Tan Dang, Stephen. Did they make the right move? Okay, we've we've established we both agree that we think Kent and Carter made the wrong move. But did Tan Dang make the right move to get rid of one of their own, even though she was somebody who was going to uh, be flipping to the other group? I think we had a good confessional from Pete, you know, early on that said like, "There's no way we're going to be able to stay seven strong." and I think taking out RC not only takes out RC, it also kind of eliminates Sim's ability to negotiate. Um, so it neutralizes students. So not only are you removing one number from the other side potentially, you're also um, kind of like limiting Scoopin's range of options. And I think so. I think it's actually a pretty smart. Yeah, I, I guess so. It, it, it makes sense on paper that she's somebody who's going to flip. She also knows where a lot of the bodies are buried. Uh, so it's also a, uh, a a good idea. But I, what I wrote down was, how do you think that Pete's chaos theory uh, was working out when the, all this information starts coming out at the tribal council where now they're merged? Where, all, like, uh, you know, remember four episodes ago, he's like, oh, man, I'm, lo- I'm loving life. I've got all this stuff going on. I made mean, uh, RC is fighting with Abby Maria. Now you're merged. And now all this dirt is coming out in front of everybody. Can we say, did this backfire? Can we officially say that? I mean, this is always the problem with like, you know, isolating someone and being a jerk to someone, right? Is that they're going to be more out for you than they are going to be out for themselves, right? Like, it's like that thing stupid. Like, I will not do anything with Pete and, and Abby Maria and Artis because they're rude. And it's like people in that situation, are willing to destroy their own game just to destroy yours. And it's something we'll see again and again on Survivor. You know, we saw it, um, you know, maybe not last season so much, but certainly in, like, almost every other. You know, Colton did that, you know. But um, it just, you end up in these horrible situations because you just can't be nice to people. And just be nice to everyone. Like that, be nice. That is the rule of Survivor. What Malcolm said about... Um, you know, about Lisa. It was like he was afraid of her because she was so nice. You know, like Lisa's not like a threat, but she's nice. She's nice. Um, yeah, that's the fishback rule. Be nice to everybody. That's right. <laughs> and then what about Mike Scoopin, who after everything in this episode, I was floored to see that he actually voted for Penner. Uh, how did that happen? That's why I think there was like they were tipped off, right? Like clearly people knew what was going down, and Scoopin made the smart decision to join the majority and like not become a total pariah, you know? I mean, had Penner voted for RC, uh, she would have isn't that accurate? Like if she could get like switched his vote to her, oh, you go home. So that never mind. But he wouldn't yeah. have had to play the idol. <laughs> well, how about this? Did Scoopin tip off Penner and tell him to play his idol? That's a possibility, right? I mean, like, because he knew that that, uh, that he was going, he was, it was between the two of them. That's I mean, I, I just think it was all out there. Like, Scoopin knew, you know, no one on the dominant alliance is telling Scoopin unless, like, they're not telling Scoopin and expecting RC not to know. So I think that if Scoopin knew, then RC knew, and Penner knew. But that being said, so, Stephen, if, if the vote, if, let's say Scoopin finds out that the plan is going to be 
uh, that, hey, Jeff Kent is going to split the votes and they're going to go four votes for Penner and four votes for RC. Penner, you, pl- you play the idol. Um, he needs to ensure that Penner gets enough votes so that his idol play counts as opposed to being a 4-4 tie and RC goes home. So it's just a mad they don't have enough votes because they need somebody else to vote for Pete. Um, no, I agree. I don't think there's a way they could get out even that scenario. That's what maybe that's why they felt so confident in telling them. You know, they, in fact, if you are in that situation and you're Pete, you want to flush the idol, right? Like you want that idol out of the game, and um, you know, so why not tell Penner? Like, look, you're going home tonight. I mean, I guess, I guess the, the reason why not tell Penner is that he can then scramble and then try to pull something together, but it's not a horrible move. Interesting, though. Uh, it looks like, though, I know people get up. Uh, I want to talk about the preview a little bit for next week. Uh, I mean, so bear with me. I know the preview, spo- the people who call the preview spoilers, they get very, very upset. Um, but I want to talk about something real quick. It looks like next. Is that a spoiler, Stephen, if we talk about the preview? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it looks like next week, Penner is fighting with Scoopin. Uh, it says he has no alliance. So I'm wondering uh, if that is the case, if Scoopin tipped off Penner. I, you can, believing the previews to be true is like the opposite spoiler. Like the previews are like anti-spoiler. They always say the, the exact wrong thing. So to be yeah. speculating about something you saw in the preview is like purely like idiocy. No <laughs> All right. Fair, fair enough. But yeah, very, very interesting episode. So how does this shake out now? going forward now we're down to 10 people we still don't and, and by the way they did not bring katie back to be on the jury so we can assume that the jury uh so far does not is not a 12 person jury so either we're looking at a final three with eight people or dare i say Stephen, for the first time since survivor token chains could this be a final two on the horizon i mean it's hard to say right it could be two with nine with eight, I don't know. I haven't counted the days. Have you counted the well, days? There's there's ten people left now, and uh, there are only you know they haven't said and the first member of our jury. So I think that this is pre not jury. What do you think? You think it's three final three or final two? I think we're looking at a final two and a seven person jury. Oh really? So you don't think RT is going to be on the jury? They didn't say the first member of our jury. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, people are saying, oh, no, RC is a jury. People are saying that. So so what are we looking at? So we're looking all at right. a final two with with, with nine okay. people. All right. All right, everybody. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy. Uh, lot of, uh, <laughs> lots of fact checkers going tonight here. Uh, get it together, Rob. Sorry. Sorry about that. I got excited. I thought it was going to be a final two, seven people jury. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Maybe three and eight. three and eight. Yeah, we may need to get Ian Terry back up here in, in a minute because I saw him tweeting that, RC, you're way too hot to get voted out. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, there's a, there's a romance brewing here. Another showmance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a winner. And, uh, you know, he's, yeah, you're, you win a show. And then in the same calendar year, you, you meet a girl who's the you know, seventh person voted out. Maybe the first member of the jury. That's that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
right, you want you want to hear from uh, from Ian on the RC uh, flirt mance real quick? Um, they met, I think they, they met. They, okay, hold on. Let's bring, let's bring Ian that. back real quick. Ask him about uh, a potential showmance with RC if he's if he's back up up and ready. All right, Ian. Uh, <laughs> is is there a potential showmance brewing between you and RC? Uh, you know, I definitely think RC is a very attractive girl. Uh, so I'm hoping so. But I heard that uh, Mertz and uh, Stephen, I think. Maybe has a thing for us. So it looks like there's some weird <laughs> Wait, love square. This this Stephen. Stephen, do you do you I have, have a thing? That out. Do you have a thing for RC? Yeah, I definitely do. I think. Yeah, who doesn't have a thing for RC? <laughs> Whoa! Uh, but not a romantic He's thing. Really attractive. Yeah, uh. She's a pretty girl, but uh, you know, Ian, I would never want to try to step on your toes or anything like that. <laughs> so Ian, have you met her no, in person? No, you wouldn't be. I have not. I have not met her in person. Okay, so you're just putting the feelers out there. Uh yeah, exactly. Okay. Ask her out on a date on this show. Do you want to say like right now, offer a date? Um. Well, I, I think Mertz is taking her to the Survivor finale, and I I would like to take her to the Survivor finale as well. So uh, wow. I'd have to sort it out with I'd have to sort it out with Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Uh, would, would you have a duel, Ian? Would you have a duel with Mertz for the hand of RC to take her to the Survivor finale? Yeah, I would. Someone <laughs> on Twitter uh, suggested pistols at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Is that a um, what about a dance-off? Oh, a dance-off? Well, I'm screwed. This <laughs> uh, is really good. Okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Now, are you concerned about uh, RC being that she has been evacuated due to uh, Hurricane Sandy? Have you offered her a safe haven? Um, you know, actually, that's a really good idea. I just thought of it. RC is definitely welcome to stay at, at my house Uh I only have a twin bed that we'd have to share, um, but uh, I definitely have a safe place for her. <laughs> do you? Is your house well, closer? <laughs> is your house You're closer really than nice Mertz's house? Uh, I think my house is probably a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So RC, if you can hear this, if you can get on. <laughs> Get some power. Uh, Ian, direct message Ian, and he will give you safe haven in the storm. Can I invite Jeff Ken on a date? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Ian, Ian, is RC your number one reality crush right now? Um... Kristen Bidding is still pretty high up there. <laughs> okay. She was on Big Brother 12. Big Brother 12, Steven. Get, get, up, get your facts straight. All right. I'll get I them. Only one. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Ian, thank, well, thank you for passing the message along. If we hear anything from RC, we'll let you know that you have a shelter in the storm. Yeah, All right. right. Uh, please pass the message on. She does not need to be a have-not anymore. Once, well, now that Ian is in the picture. 
<laughs> all right. Th- thanks, good. Ian. <laughs> All right. Yes. See, Stephen, we make we make uh, uh, reality uh, couples here on Rob as a podcast. Love is going to blossom. This is like love in the in the podcast. Wow. Love in the podcast. All right. So, Stephen, how are you doing on time? You got you got to run. You got to get back to saving lives tonight. Well, yeah. I, I'm not sure if we have Stephen. Is uh, is Stephen frozen for me? Or am I frozen for everybody? I think Steven, it looks like to me, Steven is, uh, oh wait, Steven, are you back? I think so. Okay, I've good. never not been back. <laughs> That's right. And so you're okay on time? You have, a, you have a few more minutes? Yeah, let's roll, Rob. Okay, let's roll. All right, let's take some questions. And then what I want to do is uh, if anybody wants to enter our Rob has a podcast uh, Halloween costume contest. If you are dressed as a survivor, we've got a little bit, a little prize package uh, set up and ready for you to go uh, later on in the show. So get your video questions in now if you want to come on and show us your survivor Halloween costume. Or if nobody is wearing a survivor Halloween costume, best Halloween costume will win. And also, uh, I want to also announce our, our guest for tomorrow, Stephen. It's a little controversial. I haven't I haven't announced it yet, but we will be joined uh, tomorrow on the podcast by from Survivor One World, uh, a man a man who knows a thing or two about making a crazy move and uh, and Bill, no no he's busy Stephen he's hosting he's hosting Survivor Live tomorrow. Uh, it is a man who knows a thing or two about not being nice. Also on Survivor, uh, Colton Cumby will join us tomorrow. And we have a lot to get into with Colton. So it uh, should be a lot of fun on that one. And, and I've, he's going to be on his best behavior, everybody. So I have, we're, we're not going to talk about any crazy stuff. We're just going to talk about Survivor. All right, Stephen, what do you think of that? I've met Colton. He's actually a really nice guy. Yes. He knows, he, believe it or not, he really does know the game. And I think he's going to have some good insight on this season. And we'll ask him about being medevaced but not being on this season. Wait, how Zach Brooks here is says? I mean, can I read this? Go okay. for it. Did I miss it? When did they create the Merge Tribe name? And is it the worst name so far? Zach, no, you're absolutely wrong. It is the best name in Survivor history. <laughs> Dang Rain, that's amazing. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what yeah, is wrong with you? I mean. Now, where did this yeah. name come from? Now, I, I assume that we have uh, Dang from Tan Dang. But the other tribes are Matsing and Calabaw. So where is it? Just because it rains a lot? It's raining. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Because it sounds like appropriate, and it rains a lot. Like how is that not? That's not. How is that not amazing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, has there ever been a good merge tribe name, Stephen? Dang rain. I I, I really want to name a merge tribe. Well, I've got a I've got a thing. I've got a secret. If I ever got, I've got a good name, but I suggest. Fishback is a very good name for a merged tribe. <laughs> yes. Well, we've always said, we've instructed the listeners of this show that if they ever go, get on Survivor, their mission is to somehow incorporate some Rob has a podcast uh, idiom into the merged tribe name. That would be the ultimate win for this podcast. We would just hang it up. We would say it's over. We've done. Our work here is done. Rob, did you ever, when you were on Survivor, did you ever get like any inside jokes between you and your friends into the show? 
Yeah, I think there was a lot of stuff that me, my friends and I would say. Like, uh, I think you know we, we t- uh, called each other things like uh, uh, Jamoke, and uh, a, a lot of the things I said on Survivor: The Amazon ended up being in the show. Um, when I my friends insisted before I go that like I try to get the word dingus in in the, into the show somehow, and so at, at, at moments throughout the whole show, I would be like. Ah, the dingus. You know, like whenever I like asked me a question, I would be saying I thought I would be saying something about a dingus, and it was almost the merch tribe name, and uh, it didn't didn't happen for me. You but, almost did it. All right, well, it, yeah. it's something to put on the bucket list, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Don Johnson wants to know what, and Don Johnson, he is the number one Pete fan. He wants to know was tonight the definitive proof that Pete Bro is running the game. Stephen, is Pete running the game? And if not, at this point, who is? So Pete has eight people, right? That, uh, or nine people actually voted tonight against Penner or, or, or RC. And of those, Pete only has about four of them on lockdown, right? Himself, Abby, Artis, and who else? Just those three, actually. So I think that there's a lot, um, a lot of play left uh, in this game. Steven, are we headed to a point here where... Is this in a very token sheens like way where is Pete the coach uh, here in this scenario where uh, RC is the uh, who is the guy that invented granola on your season? Brendan. Brendan. And then are Malcolm and and Denise the Steven and JT here? Malcolm and Denise and also Jeff Kent and Carter. Um I just feel like at this point in Survivor as it exists, it is 100% worth it to merge down numbers. Really, like, guys, if you ever get on Survivor, throw every challenge, merge <laughs> two people, and you will win the game. Like, no, look at that's the great not true. position that Jeff and Carter were in and that Denise and Malcolm are in. Like, each of them has the power to, like, totally shift the dynamics. And, uh, that is, that's the new strategy. No, throw that's, the, that's the exception to the rule, Stephen. Uh, I would say that more often than not, you know, 70% of the time, the team that's up that's up in the numbers is going to pagong the other tribe. This is when Survivor is exciting. I mean, let's go through the last couple seasons and tell me tell me what uh, what happened. Survivor won world. Okay. All right, that's, that was a pagong, yes. Okay. Um, Survivor South but, Pacific. And, 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 um, not a pagong. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that was a pagong. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's Survivor, Re- Survivor <laughs> okay. Redemption Island. Yeah. Okay. Survivor. Yeah, that was a pagong. But Nicaragua <laughs> also not a pagonging. Not a pagonging. That was the okay. that was. But it was sort. It sort of was. It was sort of the young people were picking off the old. Uh, but I'll ta- I'll give that to you. Technically, that was not a pagonging. Heroes versus villains, not a pagonging. Uh, not reverse pagonging. Machines, not a pagonging. Gabon, not a pagonging. Um, yeah. You know, you got all these. Uh, yeah. Survivor was, we were on the right path, and then Survivor went back. Nicaragua set Survivor backwards, and then we had, like, returning players coming in and pag- saying, like, uh, hey, we got a pagong, everybody. This is how we used to do it back in my day. And then people were like, oh, yes, this over- old is new. New is old. Yes, pagonging. Yeah. This is the right strategy. Uh, and now we, yeah. we've cor- course corrected now. Well, that's, I mean, that was the danger of returning players in always, right, is that they have so much charisma that they're able to hold all the different personalities together, which is why it's great that they cast Mike Scoop and Russell Swan and Jonathan Penner, who just don't have that. <laughs> so I'm all for, like, them casting, like, 
bad returning player to come back and like screw up. <laughs> yeah, you. It really comes down to if you have somebody who is gonna keep take the the whole tribe and make them united. Like if it was up to Penner and and he had and he was up in the numbers, there would be a paganging. But now you have all these people running around with their chick, like uh, you know, chickens without heads, and this is going to be a really crazy second half. This is a good question. What should Penner's next move be from Ronnie St. Pierre? Okay, well, Rob, what do you think? Well, I haven't thought that far ahead yet, Stephen. But uh, as the week goes along, and I'll start to think about it, I would have to say Penner is screwed. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, what can he do? I mean, what is he going to – say that I one more time? I think that, like, there's, there's still people who are on the outs, right? You've still got Mike Scoopin on the outs. You've still got Lisa Welchel on the outs. You've still got Denise on the outs. And you've still got Malcolm. And, I, you know, that right there is a majority alliance. I, think I don't know. I, Lisa didn't sound like yeah, a person on the outs at Tribal Council. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, even if if – I mean – uh, the only thing is if Penner needs to go back and sort of either reconcile with Jeff Kent and Carter and bring in Denise and Malcolm and sort of go go back at those guys. And I don't see how that's going to happen. Um, it seems like his his uh, what he's going to do from the preview is scorched earth. And I don't think that that's the right way to go at all. Again, like, you can't base it off... It's like, I'm going to say that 100% he doesn't go scorched earth based on the fact that the previews that he does. I'm I'm taking, you know, against. Yes. Uh, I'm seeing in the chat room, uh, Curtis, Curtis Morrison is asking if Penner is going to have his own funeral. Uh, should, should Penner take a page out of the Dan Giesling book and host his own funeral? Yes. <laughs> that would yes, be... He should. That would be pretty phenomenal. I would lo- I would love to see that. Uh, <laughs> what would you do if you were in Penner's position? Um, I think that's what I said. I think you go to you go to Scoopin, you go to Lisa, you go to you know, and they might not be on the outs, but like they've got reason. You know, I, I think you can com- if you can create a compelling scenario. Uh, I don't know. He's screwed. He's really screwed. Here's what I think the best thing that could happen to Penner is if he goes up to, like, Abby Maria and says, oh, uh, Abby Maria, did you... It's hard to do it live. It's, it's easier when we do an audio podcast. Um, but if he says to her, hey, did you hear what Pete said about you? Uh, that He said uh, that, you, that you're an idiot. And what? Uh, and then now all of a sudden, you know, all hell is breaking loose. Or, I mean, that's true. And it's not even necessarily, like, make Abby Maria go crazy. It's find a better target than himself. Like, that's really what it is. It's less that he, he might not even need to create a new alliance, just so long as he himself is able to target some effectively. And, you know, maybe that's Mike Scoopin, you know? Like, maybe it's, like, target Malcolm, you know? Maybe it's target Denise. But the, the, the challenge is, how do you make it not yourself um, in, this, in this new world order? Could somehow... If Penner somehow can figure out that Jeff Kent is a baseball player, could this be the thing that saves him? I just can't believe. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. Is there any? Is there any scenario where Jeff Kent did a, made, made a good move? Because, like, realistically, 
you know, if Denise thinks that she has Malcolm more than Tandon has Malcolm, maybe Jeff Kent's move is not so bad. I guess so because there's what then if they then if they vote out Scoopin and then they vote out Penner. Okay, so now they've gotten rid of the returning players. Let's let's take a look at it there. So now now what is there? Uh, eight people left in the game at that point. Where now there's three from Tandang. Uh, okay, yeah. So there's three from Tandang. Then there's uh, Carter and Kent plus Malcolm and Denise. So it's really at that right. point Malcolm and Denise are really the swing between the Tandang three and the Calabaw two. Right. Or there's Lisa as well, right? Oh, that, that's right. That's right. So they would have four. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, Looney one wants to know, can Penner pull in as long as it isn't me strategy uh, a la Sandra? I guess so. But that's what I, I mean, was thinking, yeah. It would be hard, though, because Sandra's ability is like from the beginning to have no allegiance, to make no move, to make... You know, really just like remove herself from the strategic situation. Penner has been such a vital part of it, you know, that I don't think you can really like make that move now. Yeah, and the other thing that plays into San into Sandra's favor is that everybody in both of her seasons said, "Well, Sandra can't win a challenge. I'll keep her around forever uh, because she's not going to ever beat me in a challenge." Um, and so, like, even on Survivor Pearl Islands, even though Sandra hated Burton and Fairplay, they're like, oh, well, let's take her to the final three. She's never going to win the challenge. Um, so that speaks to her favor, whereas uh, Penner is pretty feisty in these challenges. Right. He's feisty in challenges and he's feisty in life. You know, that's uh, right. I think that, uh, yeah. It, it All right. Hard to, it would be hard to like, let, her slip, let him slip through the past. All right. Well, let's. We'll, uh, we'll pepper in a few more questions here, and then let's see some... Are you ready to look at some costumes, Steven? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. 24 Yanks want to know, what do you think of all the talking Lisa did at Tribal? Uh, do you think she raised some eyebrows with where her loyalties lie? Uh, very talkative tonight for Lisa. But Lisa... Uh, excuse me. Lisa's fundamental point was that um, sh- people shouldn't flip, right? So, like... Not only is she being talkative, but she's also like reinforcing her own loyalty to her tribe. You know, and maybe it's not entirely true, but you know, I, I think the thing she was saying was communicating smart messages to the right people. I I think so. Yeah, Lisa's looking looking good because you know you've got these people who are very you know very polarized in. Pete and Abby Maria and artists. And she's like the nice one in that group that yes, she's with them, but she's the one that sort of has this working relationship now with Malcolm and with uh, Denise. So, uh, you know, she's somebody, you know, she could, you know, make good friends with Kent and Carter. So she could really be a wild card here. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, her attitude to the whole Malcolm Denise thing is, is perfect. You know, I'm not going to make waves. We're on the same page, you know. Uh, it, she's in a very precarious position because Malcolm might want to ice her uh, just based on her knowledge. So it's, uh, I think she played it very well. Okay, so Paul wants to know: Do you think Lisa will expose Malcolm's idol? What do you think, Rob? Uh, I think when push comes to shove, she definitely would. I mean, I don't think that if it hurts her position in the game, I don't think she would keep that secret for any reason. It's interesting because we saw Dawson um, hold on to this knowledge about Jeff Kent, like well past its usefulness. Um, 
I, you know, it's hard to know when the right time is to do something like that. I think Lisa's a cautious person, and it's uh, possible that not, she might miss her opportunity to use the knowledge for her event. Okay. Well, now I'm not sure how long this uh, is going to take to do. So uh, you, let's. Do we have anybody ready to go with a survivor themed Halloween costume? And if if so, Jessica, fire. I'm assuming that we do because we have more people lit up to go on video than we normally do. Uh, so let's let's yeah, see yeah. if we have if we have anybody ready to go. Uh, if Jessica, either if uh, Jessica is able to do it, or I can see. Uh, in my preview, if anybody is uh, is set up and ready to go, let me let me see. All right, here oh here we go. Here's here comes Troy Cockrum. <laughs> Wait, is nice. that Rupert? Is that Rupert Boneham? It's Rupert. Yes, <laughs> Rupert. Shouldn't you be out there on the campaign trail only uh, days before the big election? Oh, I'm getting back out there. I'm going to tell you my first act. It's going to be October 20th in Indiana is Rob Sesternino Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you got my vote. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what what do we think of Troy's uh, Rupert costume? Oh, it's, I got nothing to compare it to, but it looks amazing. It's pheno- it's phenomenal. It's great. Like, how can you not how can you not love this? You got the whole beard, the shirt, the the, the hair. I like it. Could Troy have better? Could Troy have better lighting? You know, it's like a, Rupert is a pirate. It's all in like dark and cavernous uh, areas. <laughs> now, are we sure this isn't the real Rupert? Ooh, I I tried to get Rupert, but uh, he wouldn't come on. Yes, he would not come on. Uh, well, Troy, Troy is our man on the ground in, in Indiana. He has uh, been trying to get Rupert to come on this podcast, but I have not. I have not gotten any responses to my efforts to get Rupert to come on Rob as a podcast. Troy, he's a busy guy. He I, I will. I'm going down to headquarters on Sunday, and I will ask him. Yeah. Tell him with only two days to go before the election that he needs to make an appearance on Rob as a podcast if he wants to swing this election in Indiana. Every vote counts, especially when he, he does say he's up to twenty four percent now. So twenty four percent, wow, amazing. Yeah, he's jumped a lot in the polls. He's, and, and he's still third a, place, but he's up there. An October wow. surprise, Rupert making a move. What? Which what yes. All right, Troy, great job on the costume. And, uh, okay, we'll see. You're the leader in the clubhouse right now. (laughs) Uh, All right, there you go. All right, so what do you think, Stephen? So far, so good? Oh, great. What a great beginning. Let's see if anyone... All right, uh, here we go. Here comes Michael Brown. Oh, wait, who's that? He's stripping. Hey, this is Red, kind of Red James Carter. Oh, this is not that kind of show. All right, hold on. He's getting he's getting ready. Um, yes. Yeah. Here we go. My, all right, Michael. Michael Blonde here, though. Yes, Michael, who are you? Who are you supposed to be? Red James Carter. Carter. <laughs> oh, you're, you're Carter. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. Now, Michael, where are you calling yeah. us from? Because it's daytime for you. Yeah, New Zealand. 
New Zealand. Okay. Well, you are the furthest person away in this competition so far. Steven, what do we think of Michael's Carter costume? He's got the, you know, the stripped down physique. He's got the jeans. He's got the buff. I mean, this is the challenge of a survivor costume. Like, other than the color of the clothes and the, the, the buff you're wearing, it's hard to really become another person. Yes. Michael, could you, could you do an impression of Carter for us? Yeah. I just won't say anything. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. All right. All right. Well, Michael, good good job on the on the Carter costume. All right. Oh, the, the right we, yeah. Carter. He looks, he looks like a fighting, you know. Don's bread's got a quick hook tonight. Whoa. We're, oh, we're coming in rapid fire. All right. Here's, here's Laura Holtz. I'm RC. RC. Oh, okay. Good. Whoa. Uh, oh. That's, yes, Tan Dang. No, it's Tan Dang. Yes. <laughs> Tan Dang. I did not know I was going to be on the camera. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. I've. All right. Uh, that's yeah. good. She's got the, the, the coat, and she's got the, the, the buff, the pandemic right, buff. This is a, yeah, a strong, yeah, strong and, and I don't know what I did to Avi. Like, I don't know why she's upset with me. That's pretty good. She's got a hair flip, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Also, uh, just shout out to RC. She is without power because of Sandy. Didn't even get to watch the episode she was booted from. Yeah. That sucks. That definitely sucks. It does she suck. Uh, she knows what happened. Laura, would you be willing <laughs> yeah. to do an exit interview with me tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just call my boss. He's a fan of yours. So tell him that I need to, like, skip out for an hour. Yeah. Now, are you being RC right now or are you being Laura? Oh, no, that's me. <laughs> well, okay. I'll be RC, too. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, she, well, she uh, asked him for her number. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good yeah. stuff. All right, Laura. Well, th- thank you. And, and you're safe from the hurricane? Yes, yes. We barely got hit, although trick-or-treating was canceled for the night. Oh, what's that? What's Second that? year That's in a row. We had a blizzard last year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, Laura. Thank you very much for your entry. Yes, yes. Bye. <laughs> okay. That was very good. And then Dawn's bread, slow down on the uh, – let me, let me have a second to talk with Steven here. Let me let me just have a second before we get the next the next one up. All right, so we've seen three costumes, Stephen. You want to you want to give us your rankings, or you want to hold off until the end? I think right now probably Rupert is in the lead, and RC is number two. Uh, Carter, you were great. I love you. You were number two when you were on, um, but it was there was just you know that he had the jeans and he had the right buff and he had the uh, the shirtlessness. But I, you know. It's hard. Steven, you're a little bit of the uh, Paula on this judging panel. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> um, what, what do you think? Uh, I think I do think you have the order uh, correct. I think um, I think Rupert was the uh, was the probably the uh, best costume. I don't think that I, I think that was an actual fake beard. Uh, I think that was probably the most effort. But points to RC. Well, Laura as RC for having the wine glass. So that was uh, a, an essential part of the costume. Yeah, especially this episode, they all had wines. So it was very thematically appropriate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Dawn's yes, bread. All right. The signature move. Yes. Filling, filling in for Jessica Frey. Fi- fire away. Who else do we have? All right. Here comes Sean James. Sean <laughs> Cochran. Yes, yes. 
I was going to say. As you can tell uh, by the. Yes, I see mood lighting. I see glasses. I see a guitar. He's got a collar. He's got the whole pop collar. Uh, it's great because so, I don't actually know how to play the guitar either. <laughs> yeah. So, Cochran, what did you think of tonight's episode? Well, I haven't thought of anything witty to say about this episode yet. So, if you just give me a minute, you know. <laughs> that's that's pretty good, Stephen. Are you tempted to hang up on Sean James right now? I can't hear what he's saying. If it was as bad as the things Cochran was saying, I definitely would. But I can't imagine that <laughs> anything could be that pointless. <laughs> but that's good. And I like that you're – so you're basically – this is your uh, costume is Cochran off the island, not Cochran on the island. Yes. Post-show Cochran. Interesting. I think he's more uh, interesting when he's not on the show. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very good. Um, all right, well, Sean, I, I think uh, it was a, a strong effort as a post-show Cochran. Any any other final comments as Cochran? I mean, I was thinking of going for Mertz Jaffer. Thank you, Keith Renfro. But, you know, I decided to rock out the glasses and not just be Indian. <laughs> a a, a Mertz costume would have been very ingenious also. But, uh, yeah, good effort. I like the... Cochran uh, from his profile picture. Very good. All right. So Stephen, you could, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't hear him, uh, but it was good. He was so he was Cochran, uh, and he said that uh, he couldn't think of anything witty to say. That's oh, that's exactly what Cochran. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's exactly what Cochran said. Oh yeah, that might be um, that might be the new winner just because it was so on point. I don't know between <laughs> so on- Rupert and Cochran. Between Rupert and Cochran right now. All right, Dawn's bread, fire away. <laughs> Who else do we have? Oh, here's Michael Norris. Uh, this is my attempt again. Oh, okay, yes. well, all right. So, oh, that's <laughs> no, who, yeah, no, who you? Glasses. Yeah. The the so, Michael, who, you're you really, You really hit it all. Okay, so and Steve, I have the approval. Got, yes, Steve, Stephen. Yeah. Do you have anything you would like to say to Stephen? No, I uh, I'm a big fan. Oh, so you were talking to him. Oh, I thought, okay. Go ahead. No, you know, after you, after you. Oh, I was just going to say, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Oh, I definitely agree. That's why I've been imitating you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. I, I, I'm voting for Steven. Yes. You're vo- <laughs> voting for Steven. Flattery will get you everywhere with the real Steven Fishback. Uh, <laughs> so, St- uh, St- evil Steven... Uh, what did you think about the big move tonight? Uh, I thought it was actually a terrible move for Jeff Gay. <laughs> Do both the Stevens agree on for... everything? Yeah, but a good move for Malcolm, though. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Why would yeah, it be a good right, move so... for Malcolm? Oh, sorry. I just think you'll have, have more angles to work with, with Pete and all them, because it looks like Pete wants to work with him, and... So I think he has more to work with by voting out RC. Steven, do you disagree with Steven? No, I think that's I think that's a smart thought. All right. Well, all right. Well, Michael, th- thank you very much uh, for your Steven costume. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so, Steven, now, do you, have you bumped Steve, the fake Steven to the top of your list? up there. It's between Stephen, Cochran, and Rupert at this point, and I feel like Stephen just for being, you know, beautiful. Really needs to get the point. 
All right, let's see. Uh, Dawn's bread. Let's keep keep going. How many? Uh, tell me in the chat also if we're if we're out of people. Uh, Brian Lynch is here. Oh, <laughs> now Brian. Uh, Robin Steven, you're going to have to disqualify me because I didn't come as a survivor guy. I came as a, an amazing race guy. I am James, the R Hap Chippendale. What's up, guys? <laughs> wow, I don't know that. Well, well that uh, very, very good, uh, Brian. Look, you got you got to check it out. I got the uh, the you know, the plaid bow tie. Yes. And, um, <laughs> anyway, I'm drinking tonight. Um, yes. it's, a, it's always a good night when you can get loaded and get some cash. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Stephen, I'll tell you, man. Don't be trashing me. <laughs> All right, and and Brian, uh, did you did you want to sing uh, any of the uh, James Vampire song? Do you want to sing a few bars of James's Vampire song? James's Vampire song? No, I don't want to sing. No, I am James J A I M S, not with a yeah. Y, with an I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Brian, as amazing racer James, one of the Chippendales from this season. Thank, great job, Brian. <laughs> uh, I like Steven. Brian. Yes. Have you? Will that make you start watching the Amazing Race this season? No, no, no. Nothing would ever make me start watching the Amazing Race. Even they if I were on it, I probably would watch that show. <laughs> they have Chippendales this season. That's a great gimmick. <laughs> it is a great gimmick for getting on the amazing race. All right, I think we have uh I think we have uh two two more, I think. Uh that's what Dawn's bread is telling me in, in the chat room. Hold on. Uh are you ready for the next one, Steven? I'm I'm I was born ready. <laughs> All right. So we'll see. Uh we have uh hold on, we have a, a little a little delay getting the next one. Did did you put uh Brian Lynch as James at the top of the list? What about Ian Terry as Shane? That was pretty good too. <laughs> Ian Terry as Shane. Uh, that would be that would be very good. Also, uh, with <laughs> with the necklace. All right, hold. On. I think we, uh, so. Maybe I think we have one one more. I think we're trying to get uh, get them up here on on the show. So uh, here we go. Here's Shelby. Shelby, hey, hello. Here's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in, guys. Come on in, guys. All right. Uh, Jeff, uh, how is everything going with the new talk show? It's been good so far. You know, have you, have you been watching? Uh, not as often as I should, Jeff. I'll be, I'll be honest. Uh, I heard you had Lisa Welchel on, though, this week. That's, a, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was pretty interesting. You should, you should definitely catch that one. Was she? Also, I have mini Jeff here to help me. I have mini Jeff. Oh, <laughs> A Jeff Probst bobblehead doll. <laughs> wow. uh, that's that's very good. Uh, now, uh, Jeff, why were you so hard on Penner tonight? Why did you tell him that he was going to be a target at Tribal Council tonight? Because I want Penner to win. <laughs> oh, so you were being you were Gotta helping Penner the out, telling him to play the idol. All right, that was good. Good move, Jeff. <laughs> very good. Uh, and how, how, Jeff, how come you never respond to any of Steven's tweets? How come, why won't you, uh, respond to Steven's tweets on Twitter? 
responded once. You know, I don't know enough. Once was enough. <laughs> I'm a I'm a busy I'm a busy man. I'll I'll tr- I'll try. Give, give give him a you know give him a break here. <laughs> All right. Even <laughs> even Stephen is coming to your defense now as I'm as I'm picking on you, Jeff. <laughs> all the all the more reason put steven on will you will you put steven on all stars uh jeff I don't, i'm not doing it jeff don't even ask <laughs> will you will you beg i tell steven you to play an idol <laughs> 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 all right jeff well the, shelby aka jeff thank you thank you very much for coming on all right there you well, go <laughs> Try together. Would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, you know, honor our commitment as know-it-alls to each other. I mean, why not? I mean, uh, basically, I would go along with whatever the plan is. I, I really, a hundred percent, if I was ever on a, another Survivor, and which is extremely doubtful at this point in time, I would one hundred and ten percent be Sandra. Hey, anybody but but me, please. That's what I want to hear. I don't want Sandra. Just, I want you know. I want Courtney. I want the girl who's going to be by your side no matter what. <laughs> well, I again, if if you told me, hey, I, I, it's not going to be you, I promise. I, I I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, I'm just, you know, I'd be, I'm very nervous that that I would be the first one to go out again. I'd be like Jeff Kent of being like, am I the first one to go out? Please don't vote me out first. I had a bad experience, Stephen. I had a bad experience. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, I understand it. You got burned. <laughs> I got burnt. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, Stephen, I have no, I have no reason uh, to not work with you. Uh, let's let's do it, Stephen. Rob, ever. Oh well, thank <laughs> thank you very thank you very much. Um, so let's uh, hold on. Do we have any other uh, any other contestants? Any other nominees? Dawn's bread. Let me know. Nope. All right, Stephen. So it's decision time. Uh, who who are our finalists here? Final, well, so my vote, you know, for the final, uh, my first vote is going to go for Steven. Yes. Uh, you know, he was perfect, very handsome, and very charming. Uh, and I thought that was good. Uh, what about you? That's my number one. That's your I number get two one. More. I get two more, right? Well, yeah, go, uh, in no particular first? order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, All right, well, my finalists are going to be, yeah, Rupert, he's in the mix. And then what was the other one that was so good? Oh, uh, RC yeah. and and Brian Lynch, I think those were the finalists. And what about Cochran? Yeah, no, Cochran was up there. So who, who, uh, it's hard. I can't choose. All right, well, here, let's get well, the audience let here. Choose. Yeah, let's get the let's get the audience. Uh, give us, let us know. Fire away here. Give us give us your uh, answers here. I see a lot of Rupert. I see Rupert and Lynch's. Coming in. Yeah. A lot of Rupert's. RC is getting a lot of votes. I think so. I think I think we're gonna call it. Let's bring Rupert back in. Rupert, you're America's (laughs) once again, you are America's player. (laughs) America has chosen you. I probably won't win the next uh, the election next week, so at least I won something. Yeah. Who knows? You got a long week ahead of you. Yes. Uh, Rupert, you had 27% of the vote tonight. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> it was enough. It was enough to win. And, 
Yeah, and so Rupert is. I also my name. I cover three survivors. I'm Rupert. I'm Troy Zan, and I'm Cochran. <laughs> yes. 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 Very good. And Very good wrong. job. Uh, so, do you have any any words you want to uh, leave with people? Uh, only five days before the election, Rupert. Uh, ignore the other guys. Vote for me. <laughs> All right, there you go. And Rupert, Troy, for winning our co- Halloween costume contest, uh, you you will receive a uh, Rob has a podcast coffee mug, courtesy of our friends over at. Rob has a store.com Ed, you will also receive a Indianapolis cult uh, tundra hat, courtesy of our friends over at Rob has a tundra hat.com. Yes. And, and Steven, uh, since the jets embarrassed us, I just that. <laughs> yes. Steven, uh, and I know you're headed for a long, cold winter in New York. You too will receive a tundra hat, courtesy of our friends over at Rob has a tundra hat. That's awesome. Yes, uh, so, and so if you too would like a tundra hat headed into this long winter, go to Rob has a tundra hat dot com. It is a company created by Survivor winner Adas, uh, and he is uh, has a great thing going over at Tundra Hat. Use promo code RHAP for buy one, uh, buy two. Get one free Tundra hat. So congratulations, Troy, for winning our uh, Halloween costume contest. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, Troy. All right. Steven, that was fun. That was good. There was some great entrance. A lot of people put a lot of thought into this, and some people put very little thought into it. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Especially us. We were the people that put the least thought into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Stephen. So, uh, what's what's coming up for you? I got nothing, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I got nothing going on. Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing to promote. Nothing to you know. Read my blog tomorrow. I'll rehash some of the opinions that uh, I said tonight and other things I've stolen from the commenters. So, uh, it's a good way to see your opinions uh, in my words. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen. This was a, this was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again next week. Yeah. Thanks guys. I'll see you later. I don't want to shut yes. the whole thing down. I'm going to let you kick don't me out. Try, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Here we go. All right. Stephen out. There we go. Uh, so there you have it, everybody. That was the one and only Stephen Fishback Halloween night. Uh, lots of fun, but probably the most fun we've had here on the know-it-alls uh, so far. So, Couple of, a couple of quick things uh, for you guys here as we go as we're going along, getting ready for tomorrow. We're going to talk to Colton uh, about everything that happened here. So, uh, if you want to, we're going to have a new feature where we can take your voicemail on the podcast. If you have a question you want to ask Nicole and I, uh, or something that you you want to ask us about the episode or about the podcast, go ahead and go to robhasawebsite.com/slash/voicemail. Uh, it'll open up a your microphone thing. Will open up. You can ask us a question, and uh, Nicole and I will be answering some of your questions uh, on the podcast. Uh, so thank you very much, Dawn's Bread, right on the ball. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail, and uh, we'll be trying to get to some of those on the Survivor podcast uh, from now on. So if you have something you want to ask us about the podcast or about Survivor, uh, and you know, keep it short, make it fun, and we'll pick out some of the best ones and answer them tomorrow on the podcast. And if you didn't see the commercial tonight, 
So they put uh, at the end of the episode, there was a commercial. Survivor casting is going on right now. So if you are want to be on Survivor, they had up on uh, it's at I believe it's at CBS ca- uh, CBS Casting. What is it? SurvivorCasting.com. What's a, what's the right uh, the right URL? Anyway, they are casting people for the upcoming seasons of Survivor. Now this Friday was the deadline coming up. Uh, I've my sources are telling me that the deadline is going to be extended. So if you have not made a tape yet and you want to be on Survivor, this is your chance to apply to be on Survivor 27 and 28. They are taking submissions now. Now, if you are a procrastinator and you either have not made a tape or you always wanted to make a tape, or if you've made a video and it has not been accepted and you don't know why, I am. Uh, a lot of people have asked me to do this over the years. I just started doing it for this season and I did a couple over the weekend and it worked out really well. If you go to uh, robhasawebsite.com slash pimpmyvideo, uh, you can see uh, I, wrote, I wrote up a little bit about what I can help you do to get your Survivor video uh, up to snuff. I've been doing this for a long time. It's been uh, 10 years ago this week uh, since I've been an official contestant uh, on this show. I have a good sense of what they're looking for. I can help you work with you uh, either on phone uh, or Skype, or I can watch your tape and email you notes about what you're doing wrong, what things you're doing uh, right, and what things you could be doing better. And I think that I can really, if this is something that you really, really want, and you need some help in this area from, uh, you know, the Rob that sucks, I'm available, and uh, this month I'm going to be helping people do that. And if you want to find out more about that, go to robasawebsite.com slash pimpmyvideo, whether it's you have an old video or you're stuck and you want to, uh, I don't know what, I've always wanted to do this and I want to make a video, but I don't know what to do. All right, so then tomorrow we've got Colton coming up. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Check that out, everybody. Have a very happy Halloween. Be safe for those of you guys. uh, Don't go out and do anything crazy now after this. You've made it this far. We're thinking of you guys on the East Coast. And uh, no exit interview tomorrow with RC. But uh, we will be back with our regular Survivor podcast with Colton later in the day on Thursday. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. Bye. They're about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't at all. Survivor know it all.